My name is Sarah Fennell, and since 2009, I have been on a rocket ship of personal growth and life mastery. From quitting my career as a dental hygienist and launching an online business, to becoming an international fitness and magazine cover model, to finding the love of my life, my twin flame, and building a business together, to dealing with chronic illness and suffering from breast implant illness, along with managing bipolar disorder. It has not been easy. I've been in a cycle of losing myself and finding myself for over a decade. But I've come to understand that this is life. I am never afraid to give up the good, to go for great, and constantly reinvent myself to have an extraordinary life. I am a seeker, and I invite you on a journey with me to become the best version of yourself, to live your best life. This is is the Fulfillment Project Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. I have Joe Arco here with me again. You are a raving guest by all the uh, fans and listeners out there. So you're back by popular demand. Do I have groupies? You have groupies. Yes! People, yes. people have just been loving the conversations between each other. And honestly, it helps me on the show as well to have someone to banter back and forth with. I'm happy to be here. What are we talking about today? Yeah. We're going to talk about auditing your life. Ooh. We're going to be talking about finding fulfillment. And I think that's something that you and I have diligently been working on for the past couple of years mm-hmm. of just feeling fulfilled and happy in our everyday life and that we're actually moving towards and creating goals around what we want to. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you this, and I actually end a lot of podcasts with this question with many guests. Like, what does fulfillment mean to you? Oh, every time you bring me on this show, it's like hard-hitting questions with no, no preparation. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, fulfillment. Um, fulfillment to me, to me, it means it's a state that I'm in. It's a state that I'm able to control. It's a state that I'm able to work on uh fulfillment is is a state of happiness it's a state of uh, i don't want to say control it's not a really good word but it's you know from an emotional perspective it's being able to deal with the good and the bad still be happy find ways to make you know bad situations good find ways to to maximize each day so that each day i feel like i'm winning and i'm happy and i'm getting the most out of each day i feel like i'm progressing towards something bigger and better um, to me, fulfillment is not living in the past, not living in the future, not living in it was negative emotions, fear, hate, um, envy, like all those things. Um, and it's not an easy job. You know, fulfillment to me is something that's maintained, not achieved. And you just like, you get, you get the, the trophies like here, you have fulfillment. Congratulations. Put on your mantle and now you have it for the rest of your life. Um, I've really started to look at fulfillment as a journey, as opposed to a destination. Um, as the journey of fulfillment that it seems like everything around you is trying to pull you away from fulfillment. And it's, it's, it seems to be like my job or our job to try to get back on that track and find out. And I think it means something different for everyone. Yeah. Um, but for, for, for me, it's just maintaining that, that level of happiness, that level of control and, and seeming like I'm winning my days and my weeks and my months, my years. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Uh, we're very much on the same page with that. And we're both, big Tony Robbins fans. I mean, I got into him in the you know early 2000s and with my personal development. And something that always stood out to me that he said was success without fulfillment is the biggest failure. Yeah. And I remember hearing that and thinking that'll never be me. 
but then, you know, and, and that, you know, success is, is achievement and, and achievement has a science to it. And, it, you know, if you have a plan, you have a formula, follow it, you get the outcome. Right. And I think you and I have always been great at achieving. And I know whenever I have a goal, I figure out what that formula is. There's the discipline and commitment and you get it done. Mm-hmm. And I did that so many times with, you know, my body or the business or the house or the cars or the travel and all that things, all the things that you want. Um, but, you know, when you keep achieving and you feel like you're always chasing, to me, that was a sign that I wasn't necessarily living in fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And so how would you say that your journey to finding fulfillment has been? Rocky. <laughs> a lot of uh, falls. Um, a lot of self-reflection. Um, I think what I've, like, what I've learned to do the most is not wait for the outcome to feel fulfilled, but feel fulfilled in the process. So if I can't feel fulfilled while we're doing a launch, if I can't feel fulfilled while we're putting together stuff, while we're coaching clients, it's not when I get there, I'll feel. If this, then that. It's if I can't feel that way now through this process, then the whole thing is wrong. Yes, yeah. And one thing that we've done that we really want the bulk of this conversation to be around is what we call our fulfillment audit. And, you know, we've been coaching clients uh, together since 2017. We both were kind of doing it separately before then when it came to business. And uh, I know for myself, I was finding that we were setting business goals Mm -hmm. and, and sure they were achieving them, but were they really working on all areas of their life? Because I know for me, I'm not just building a business to make money, but it's to fuel everything else in my life. Um, And, uh, you know, I think you and I both fell into the trap of sacrificing so much of our life to create the business, which ended up in lack of fulfillment, that now we've gone to the holistic approach with goals um, for our clients that they're not always focused on the business, but also their life as well. So we've created this fulfillment audit. And how would that have come about? How would you explain that? Ah, well, the fulfillment audit has been a a process. Um, And I think it was first put together about four years ago. Um, It's a spin-off The Wheel of Life. And it's looking at different areas of your, of, of your life and not just the business, but how they all intertwine each other. So looking at things like your personal growth, your health, your family relationships, um, like you know, your social life, your spirituality, your attitude, and how that all fills together with your business goals as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it, it's looking at what are the, the values in your life? Like mm-hmm. what are the things that matter to you? And, and I even talked about this in my fitness business before, you know, if, if health and fitness is a value to you, meaning that you, it, it's a focus, it's something that you want to uphold, but you're not doing the actions in order to uphold that value, then you're not living in alignment with yourself. Right. And I think all these categories as well fall in that same ideology of like, you know, if you value family and relationships, if you value spirituality, if you value health and fitness, but you're not doing the things in order to grow them or work on those then you're out of alignment with your life. And, and I know that I've found that as well. Now, when it comes to doing an audit like this, why do you feel it's important for someone to go in depth and, and answer all these questions and, and have this insight? Okay, so for every single person listening to this or reading this, if you don't audit, you're insane. Like you, are, you have to audit in order to know where you want to go. Don't believe me? Great. Do me a favor. Come pick me up. I'm not going to give you the address. Come pick me up in my house and you don't know my addresses. Well, unless you audit and you know where you currently are, you're not going to know what your first steps are. So even if someone gives me directions, so we're, we're living outside of Toronto. So let's say if someone says, hey, like, uh, here's directions to go to Montreal. But if I don't know whether I need to turn left or right on my street or how to get to the highway, it doesn't matter. So to me, auditing is the first step because we're also good at doing stuff. 
getting more information, trying to apply more stuff, but we really aren't really good at figuring out what the first steps are in any category. So to me, auditing is like turning on the location on your phone and you know, you got that GPS and this is exactly where I'm at. And it's hard. It's hard to audit. It's hard to, to, to reflect on yourself. It's hard to face a lot of the negative things that you're in the negative habits you might have. It's hard to take a cold, hard look at where you are and go, wow, I'm not as far as where I thought I was going even where I thought I was. Um, but to me, it's the most instrumental part of any journey is to constantly audit. Uh, and you know, our, our process is we do a, a, a very deep, I think it's like 36 or 38 pages or whatever it may be, but it's a very deep audit. And we, we recommend doing that every 90 days. Um, you know, I, I started in the health industry 23 years ago. And, you know, one of the things that, and if you're in the health space or if you don't, you know, whether you're a trainer, or naturopath, whatever else, um, like imagine being a naturopath or a trainer and not assessing your clients and then designing programs for them. It just doesn't work. Like yeah. we, we know that doesn't work yet. We're constantly designing programs for our life without an audit of our life or our business or anything else. And then we get frustrated and then things don't work. Um, now, one of the things I, I want to touch upon as well is that there's three things people should audit no matter what. And we don't have to do an in-depth audit, a huge 30-page audit, but there's three things people should be auditing every day of their life. And we call it tea time. So every day, enjoy some tea time. What does that mean? Well, every day you should be auditing your time, time management, how it's being spent and what you're doing. Energy, your batteries. So are you, are you running in the red all the time? Or are you in the green? And the third thing is your attitude and your mood. Because no matter what you want in life, if you don't have the time for it and you don't have the energy for it and you're miserable, who cares? Who cares how good your workout program is? Who cares how good your lead generation six-step new program is that you just bought? If you don't have the time to implement it, if you don't have the energy to do it, and if your mood isn't there. So, so, so true. Um, the one thing I love about our audit and the feedback that I get on our clients as well is you're not just going through the different categories and rating yourself, which is a bulk of it. Mm-hmm. But afterwards, there's, there's the reflection questions because you might not be where you want to be, but maybe you started making changes a week ago. Right. And so what are the, the reflection questions after each section? Um, before we get to that, let me just explain so the viewers understand this a little better. Here's what the audit really does. So imagine like we have 14 different categories that we look at. So if you run your business, we look at your career, we look at your service and offers, we look at your client experience, branding, marketing, sales, business finances, systems and processes, plus all the other stuff, personal growth, health, family, social, and attitude. So there's 14 categories that we look at. And what I kind of consider is that each of these categories is a mountain you have to climb. So health and fitness is a mountain you have to climb. Lead generation is a mountain you have to climb. What I'm interested in in, in knowing is where are you on the mountain right now? Are you at the bottom of the mountain? Are you halfway up? Are you near the top? So we we have a rating system, like a one to six. A one is like bottom of the mountain, like just just getting started. Six is like, I am a rock star. And then so so, so first is like, know where you are on the mountain. Second thing we look at is which direction are you going in? So are you, are you, maybe, you know, you're halfway up the mountain and last month you were further up and now you're sliding. Well, now I'm going to prevent that slide and get you moving back up. Compare that to someone who might be the exact same spot on the mountain, but a month ago they were below and now they're already climbing up. Two different directions, two completely different ways of working with people. Um, so we look at basically where you are, if you're sliding, hovering, and, and where you're happy and unhappy. So out of these 14 mountains, you can't climb 14 mountains every single day. 
So to me, it's just prioritizing where you're at, if you're climbing, sliding, where you want to be. The reflection questions are very different. There's about 10 questions for each category. And they, they go really in-depth. Um, without getting into too much details, I don't have them right in front of me right now. Um, but you know, there, there's 10 questions for each category. At the end of each category, so let's say, for example, we look at your um, branding and marketing. We answer 10 questions. Each question is on a scale of one to six. Let's say you answer two on each of those. Well, your average score is a two out of six, and you need to let us know whether you're happy with that score or if you want to improve on that. Mm -hmm. Based on that and the reflection questions, we then tally up all these 14 scores. We take a look at what are the top 10 that you want to work on, and then we narrow those down to the top three that have the biggest impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think like this has been game changer for you know our coaching because you get clients or we get clients that come to us and they're like, I need help with this. And we're like, well, do you really need help with that? Or are there a few steps um, before that? Right. So it just helps add the clarity. Now, from the, the personal side of it, you and I have both been through this audit a couple times because mm -hmm. we definitely use it in our life. How has this impacted your life and your goals and, and the growth that you're having? Well, I've been using this for a long time. Uh, I think in our first mentorship, I even shared 2016 was the first time I did this. So we're now going on five years. Uh, and I remember looking at the wheel that I had in, in 2016. I remember we had that presentation. I showed everyone and like the business was really big and everything else was <laughs> yeah. really, really, really slow. Uh, really small. Sorry. Um, to me, it's, just, it's, it's accountability and it's just, it's personal accountability and self-reflection, you know, and sometimes like we're busy, we're busy and life is insane. Life is fast paced. And, and sometimes we just, we we're automatic. We get up, we brush our teeth, take a shower, go to the bathroom, make breakfast, get kids ready, get on our coaching calls, do our thing, get tired five o'clock at night, make dinner. And then, you know, everything just kind of keeps rolling same, same day after day. Um, what I really like about the audit, it's kind of like getting naked and looking at yourself going, okay, what's working, what's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're it's raw. It's raw. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, the fat's still there. I guess this program's <laughs> not working, right? Because sometimes we, like, just like our bodies, like we cover up the shit we don't want to face and we will we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, for me, it's pointing out my weaknesses, you know, no different than a bodybuilding standing on stage after all that, all that training. So I'm going, Oh, your calves suck. Your shoulders suck. And this sucks. And they're like, Hmm. Okay. We'll go back to the gym. And they start working on that. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was just, it's just a good reset and, and for me to, to create an awareness of like, where am I winning? Where am I losing? And what do I need to learn to make this better? Mm -hmm. uh, my entire life, money has been a big issue. Money mindset, sabotaging, like just over and over. We worked with so many great people. And even uh, January 1st, we went through our audit again. I was like, hey, cool. Scores are getting better. But it's not what I thought it was, even though I thought I was working on this a lot last year. You know, and just going through that audit again was a good kick in the ass for me the audit allows me to say this, where do I want to be? And me as a human being, the standards that I have for myself, where should I be at? And now that I see this, I have to make a decision. Do I want to work on it or do I continue being the person that I don't want to be? Mm -hmm. So that's what I really love using the audit for is like, it gives me a real accurate reflection of me, not the person I think I am, not the person I think I want to be, but who I really am now. And then I have to make the decision. Do I want to change? And that's what I really love using this honor for is, is you get naked, you get naked in all areas of, of, of your life and you start to really see what needs to be worked on. Yeah. I love that point there about the reality of it. Cause I think 
even I consider myself a very hyper aware person, same for yourself, but we lie to ourselves, right? We want to make ourselves feel good. And I think it's easy sometimes to always focus on what you're good at yeah. on your strengths. And you still keep focusing on your strengths because it's like that ego boost. It's just like the gym. Just like the gym. <laughs> yeah. We're like, I'm just going to train delt all the time and not touch my, my calves. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it allows you to really see into that. Now, when it, like after the audit, like, so you have all this information and that's really only the first step. So after you know where you're at, and, and I think everybody can set goals or they want this or they want that. Why do you feel like some people actually achieve their goals and growth versus some people who stay spinning? Wow. Why people succeed and why they don't is a, a massive question that I think, you know, has a lot of layers to it. But I think, you know, over the span of time that we've been working with clients, we've seen this come down to four things. And, and the reality is, you know, the big three things that I see as to why people succeed and why they don't, number one is their reason. The reason has to be big enough. Number two, the resources and resourcefulness. Let me rephrase that. Not just the resources that you have, but how resourceful you are. Then the third thing is resiliency. So if you have a big enough reason, you're resourceful and you have the resiliency, I see those people succeed way more. There is an asterisk, there's a bonus, we call it the big B, and that's also belief. If you have zero self-confidence, you know, and you don't believe in yourself, and you don't believe in what you're going to do, you're not going to take the action to get there. So I think, you know, this is the big one that we work with a lot of clients, is just really making sure that the reason for what you want is big enough, that wakes you up in the morning with passion, with purpose, making sure that you, hey, what are the resources that I need? If I don't have those resources, how can I get resourceful enough to get them? And when I, when I fall, how do I get back up? And how many times, you know, just keep getting back up, getting back up. I see the people that succeed the most are not the smartest. They don't have the most money. They don't have any of those things. They have these things. The biggest reason, the biggest resiliency, the biggest resources, and they have the belief in themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so key. I'd love for you just to explain what resourcefulness means, because this is a big one that comes up with many <laughs> clients or people that we talk to. And I even have someone say, like, what does resourcefulness mean? resourcefulness uh if i can summarize in the one word google it yeah like oddly like everything we've learned and everything we teach our clients to do is like i went to youtube first i figured it out you know resourcefulness is a matter of like taking the time to figure stuff out who knows the information how do i get it quicker you know a couple examples like you know a couple years ago i learned how to use photoshop and like i I, when i went to photoshop i was like why is there 17 different steps just to crop an image? Like, what's going on here? This is so complicated. And at first I was like, no, I'll just keep using the old system. And, and whatever. remember that old laptop I used to have? I used to crank it up because I just knew the program and it how to edit. It sounded like it was like taking a... <laughs> so I just started, like, I went to YouTube. How do I crop an image in Photoshop? And then I created a notebook and I'm like, okay, I wrote those steps down. And then the next time I want to do something, I was like, hey, how do I, how do I create a fade effect? Or how do I create this? How do I create that? Cool. And then I wrote that down. And whether it's starting a website, we, we've seen this with, you know, new apps coming out, almost any app, anything you want to learn. We've learned how to, how to fix our, our dishwasher, you know, from YouTube. I've learned how to fix my boat from YouTube. So it's, see, it, it, it's the willingness to seek out an answer or a solution to the problem. Whether it's someone else that you know, being resourceful, like, hey, I know a guy who can do that for me. You know, uh, let's say you need some renovations at a club. One of our clients, Jesse resourceful found someone who's willing to do it you know so to me it's just it's a willingness to find the answer not a willingness to ask someone else for the answer yes and i think that is the biggest thing like step one try to figure out yourself first 
Like in the easiest possible way, go to Google, go to YouTube, and use it. The best first start is right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, some, some, some people are going, well, yeah, well, I can't be resourceful if I don't have money, Joe. I can't go to Google and YouTube and say, how do I get more money? Nobody can be resourceful with the contacts you have, the networks that you have, the people that you know. Uh, I've, I mean, that, I've, my, my entire life has been a result of resourcefulness, definitely not resources. Um, I want to do like a 50 year study to see if resourcefulness is like genetically encoded or not, or something that can be learned. I mean, I'm being actually serious. I, I don't know. Um, I have found a lot of people who are afraid of failure to not be as resourceful. Interesting. Because they're afraid of failing at it again. So they just don't want to start. Uh, and I've noticed that with a few clients. And, and so it's hard for me to get down on someone. If, you know, for example, their entire life, they tried resourceful and now they have a negative association with that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that's why sometimes they reach out, like, can you help me with this instead of me doing it on my own? Cause I don't want to make the mistake. Yeah. Right. So as coaches too, sometimes you have to be, it's, it's easy for me to sit here and say like, Oh, just be resourceful. But um, I, I do think it's something that, that can be learned, can be trained. And we've seen some people like, and once you know how to become, start to become resourceful, it, uh, it compounds. Right. And you start to know the system and how to do it. It becomes fun because you're like, hey, I know how to learn things that I've yeah. never learned before. You learn drumming by. I learned drumming by being resourceful. I've learned so many things just by. But A, the reason was big enough. Yeah. Um, you know, I was resourceful and I was resilient. Yes. Right. Like you've seen me drop sticks, throw sticks, swear like, like for, for the last two years. But my reason was big enough. You know, so Dave Grohl can put, put me on stage with the Foo Fighters and play drums one day. Um, that, that's my major reason to to play drums. Um, but resourcefulness to me is, is Tony Robbins brought it up. Um, you know, I heard his talk on, on, you know, resources versus resourcefulness. And we had this conversation before and, um, Mm -hmm. I still can't remember that, that vice president's name that I was talking about. Uh, Gore, Al Gore, Al Gore. Um, yeah. It was in the last podcast. So, so Tony Robbins in front of an entire stadium called out Al Gore because Al Gore said that he lost because he didn't have the resources. And Tony Robbins goes, no, it's because you weren't resourceful enough. Mm. And the whole crowd went, oh, and even Al Gore was like, shit, you're right. Um, resourcefulness and resiliency, man, I, I think are the two biggest things that I wish more people had encouraged, built upon, taught your kids to be. Like if you're resilient and resourceful, you'll fucking take on life. Yeah. Yeah, it's a formula for success. It's the formula right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, the big thing that we work with on clients on a weekly basis is what we call, you know, the three managers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so after you go through an audit and you you see where you're at in life, what you want to improve on, what your scores are, are you slide, sliding or are you climbing? We look at what are your resources? Are you resourceful? Resiliency, that belief, the reason, now, what are the three managers that help <laughs> encompass all of this so that everything keeps moving forward? Everyone is going to relate to this because you feel it every day and you've complained about it before. I call these the bouncers. They're the ones that sit outside to determine what, how things are going to go. We call it the three managers. And then we talked about a little bit earlier about time, energy, and attitude. No matter what, these three things will manage your life. And think about this for a second. Everything is managed by time. You're 24 hours. Whether you try to slow it down or speed it up, it doesn't matter. We all have to manage it. Energy. If you go to sleep, theoretically speaking, you should wake up with, with, with your battery at 100%. And for, for a lot of people listening, they're like, yeah, right, was the last time I was at 100%. So a lot of times we felt we fell through this trap last year. No matter how, like, I got really sick last year. You've been really sick. 
I don't care what intentions you have. I don't care how, how much reason, resources, and resiliency you have. If your cell phone is at zero, it's at zero. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have the energy, well, guess what? That's one of the managers that are going to stop you going, guess what? You're not going to be able to do what you want to do. And the last one is attitude. And, you know, we've seen this, you know, we won't get into the whole, like the Joe Dispenza and stuff like that, but just, you know, our reality is created by what we think. And if we're living in this state of fear, if we're living in this state of negative emotion all the time, it's very hard for us to move forward. And, you know, and the way I look at attitude too, like I come from a, from a sports background. So a lot of my analogies will come back from sports, but I don't want to play with the guy who's sitting on the bench bitching and complaining all day. Oh, I just got hit. Oh, the reps suck. Oh, what a horrible call. Oh, practice is too hard. Oh, I don't feel like doing the trade. Get off the fucking team. That's my attitude. So unless you have a great attitude, because that attitude is what allows you to be more resilient. That, that attitude is what allows you to get up and go, fuck, I'm going to get back up and keep going. Right? That attitude is what brings more good things into you. Nobody wants to go through life when those three managers are in a negative. So when you have no time, you have no energy, and you're miserable. So before you start anything, if you aren't managing these three things, the other stuff won't matter. Yeah. You will, like, we've worked with clients who have the, I mean, here's the plan. It is the best plan. Here's your lead generation. Here's your nurturing, your business setup, all of it. But they can't manage their time. They have no energy to do it. And they're miserable. Yes. Yeah. So to me, like tea time, like sit for a second and have some tea time. Like really sit and evaluate. I mean, you know, what we do with our clients is we do a five-day time audit. If you've never done this before, be prepared. Fascinating. <laughs> Fascinating. So there's different ways of doing this. Um, you know, one, one of the ways is every 15 minutes or every 30 minutes, just kind of write what you're doing. What I like to do is go task to task. So instead of like, if I'm, if I'm doing deep work for 15 minutes, I'm not going to stop saying still doing deep work, still doing deep work. So task to task, just have a little notepad, go to the dollar store or just find, you know, a scrap piece of paper, you know, a notepad, anything. And then as you're going task to task, write, just timestamp right? 6.15, woke up. Good. What did you do from 6.15 to 6.20 or 6.30? What did you do from 6.30 to 7 o'clock? How long did it take you to do some of these things? And, and essentially what you're trying to do with time is, time is a fascinating topic. We all have the same amount. We all have the same amount, but we warp it very differently. Some, yeah. so, so, sometimes you, 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 you feel like you have all the time in the world. And then sometimes it's like, oh my God, it's just like, where's the time going? Um, so to me, the time audit is to look at where you can eliminate some of the time wasters. And what I, I refer to them as like pit stops, pit traps, um, you know, pit stops and pit traps. If you're driving along the highway and like, like, like doing a long drive with you, Sarah. I have a small bladder, okay? <laughs> every 30 minutes, we got to make a pit stop. Well, guess what? It takes, me for, it takes me a lot longer to get to where I need to be. I feel like you don't have as much time. And we have pit stops and pit traps in our day all the time. People who call, want to you know, just chat and you have time to do that. People who are messaging you and complaining. Uh, if you have a good system in your business and you're in your, if it's not automated, you're answering emails too much, uh, prepping meals, like all kinds of stuff. Everything requires time. So to me, like my ultimate philosophy with time is how can I get everything done as little time as possible so Joe can go and play? Like all I want to do is go outside and play, have fun, spend time with you, the kids, everything else to me is a distraction in life. So how can I do that with the most focus and the least amount of time and as best as possible so I can get on with my trip, get on with my day, mm -hmm. you know? And, and so the time on it to me is one of the best ways to go. Where are you spending your time? Put an app on your phone to see how much time you're spending on social media. How many, how many times you're opening and closing your phone. And I bet you for most people, 
they will uh, you know so when you swipe to just get into your phone and get out of your phone i bet you most people will do that more than 150 times a day that's staggering remember the i mean two years ago we, we put those apps on our phone and it's just like you know you go in to change a song to put music on to do this to check a message to put to to do whatever it's like i think on average like 200 times a day i was going into my phone mm-hmm. i was like holy crap like talk about pit stops pit stops pit stops so you, you've even taken notifications off of your phone off. at one point because yeah. it's like ding ding emails emails are off socials are off i have to go in to check those right so I, i've learned to control like it's on my time not your time i schedule calls my, I, my phone is not on ever throughout the day it's not on if you call me right now, I'll give you my phone number. You can call me, but I won't answer. Because if it's not scheduled, I mean, I, it's, it's not part of my time or part of my day. Yeah. Um, so the time on to me is the best. Before you do anything else, create some more space in your day. Yeah. Right? Create some more freedom for what you're already doing before you take on more. Because usually you'll take on more, not time on it, then the energy and the attitude goes down. Yeah. Right? So if you can time on, well, wow, I just freed up like 90 minutes of my day. I can use some for self-care. I can use some for skill development. I can use some for my family now. It's like, oh, and the attitude goes up. I feel happy about this. And then you want to do some more work. Yeah. Um, so to me, the, the, the time audit was, was essential. The energy audit is very easy. Throughout the day when you wake up, if you're a cell phone, what's, what, what's your love? 80%, 90%, midday, end of the day, keep track. Because I guarantee you every human being that's listening to this or watching this checks their phone and knows, oh my God, I got 10% left. I got to plug it in. Imagine you woke up and your cell phone was at 10% battery. Most people would panic. Imagine you, you didn't have a charger all day and your cell phone was at 10%. People start freaking out. Yeah, close all the apps. Yeah, close all the apps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't do the same thing to ourselves. Like We need to close down our apps. We need to just restore our battery before we do it. And the last one being attitude, we started doing this a couple of weeks ago, is the mood meter. Yeah. So if you type in mood meter, there's a great app on there. And, and being just really aware of how you feel throughout the day, because that will make a massive difference on, on the drain of your energy and also how you spend your time. Yeah. If you go to two episodes ago, we did an entire episode uh, yeah. on that, which was your attitude. And, and with witnessing this, and I think, you know, we witnessed this within ourselves. And then we started focusing more on this with clients. And if you can really manage your time, energy, and attitude, your business grows so much faster and you're happier doing it. Yeah. One of the things I'd recommend too is um, uh, Cal Newport has a book called Deep Work. Yes. And for those of you who do any work, so that means all of you, this is a fantastic book. There's a great resource on YouTube. So if you're like, oh, I get all the time. Joe, time management's an issue. I don't have time to read the book. Be resourceful. Go to YouTube. There's like a 12-minute summary that's animated. There's zero possibility that you don't have 12 minutes at some point of the day to watch an animation or a cartoon. Get and understand, like, just get the concepts, really understand them, and start to, to, to apply them. Um, deep work was a game changer for not only myself, but for a lot of clients. And to me, it was just the realization of how distracted the mind is. And this, this is, I mean, I would like to request a comeback to this show. And I want to talk about just distraction and concentration. Um, one of the things that I'm seeing as well is that we, we don't have the ability to concentrate anymore. So, so look at like, I'm even like talking about this, like you look at our kids now, they're, they're stuck in front of a screen. Right, and they're, they're distracted all over the place. Like there, there's no more time of no distraction. Like when, when you and I went to school, we didn't have cell phones. Like in elementary school, yeah. when I got home, the only thing I had to do was I didn't feel like hanging out with my parents. So you sit in your room, yeah, and you sit in your room with your thoughts and your homework and some music, and there's nothing else to do. Make a mixtape off the radio. <laughs> we'll do another podcast on that too. But we had the ability to concentrate 
But now it's, it's literally an inability for human beings to concentrate because we're so distracted all the time. Uh, one of our friends, Melanie, you know, she was telling us that I think every eight minutes we're distracted. And every time you're distracted, it takes you 15 minutes to get back to where you were. That's insane. Now, I'm no, I'm, I'm no math expert, but if every eight minutes, yeah. it takes you 15 minutes to recover, you never recover. No. And until I started to do deep work, and you've seen me, when I get to deep work states, it's like one song, headphones, no distractions, and it's like time doesn't exist, and I'm focused on that one thing. And when you get to do that, it doesn't take you three hours to do it. It takes you 45 minutes. And, and when you realize all the times I'm trying to do something, I send one message to someone, another notification goes up. How many times I've gone into Messenger or Instagram to respond to someone's message, but because the feed comes up, now you're like, 10 minutes goes by, and you're like, what the hell am I doing? Watching some cat video, and you're like, what's happening? Watching some cat video, going, what am I doing with my life? So concentration and just a lack of... Um, distractions, I think is, is one of the things that people need to really focus on as much as possible. Yeah. 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 And so I think, you know, we've seen leaps and bounds with clients with going through this process. And, and this is a process with every single client that we take on. It starts with the fulfillment yeah. audit and then looking at uh, auditing your time, your energy, your attitude, and moving forward with your goals that way. And it's been a world of difference for, for happiness, for time management, um, for balancing life. And I think that's why we all want to be in business is so that we have the choice and we have the freedom to live our life. Mm -hmm. But if we're not working on balancing and auditing properly, we end up in a pit trap of letting the business actually run us and not actually creating goals and achieving what we want outside of business. I mean, it, it's not an easy process. I think that's why it's hard for a lot of people. But, but, you know, when we look at 14 different areas and we ask these simple questions, where are you right now? Specifically, where are you right now? Where do you want to be? What's it going to take to get there? What's holding you back? What's going to boost you? And what's your first step? Six steps right there. And most people know where they want to go. Just that, that's their only step. And then they build a map or a plan or whatnot. And that plan is usually not really the best plan for them either. But that's our, our kind of six step process with people is just like literally it starts with where you're at, where do you want to be? Um, you know, what's holding you back? How do you want to get there? It's very simple when you know to ask the right questions. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's the lack of asking the right questions where most people get stuck. So the question is how to get more leads or what should I do with my business? Uh, how do I get healthier? How do I do this? How do I do that? But they're not really taking the time to figure out where they are now. And then also that gap. So for example, like, Hey, I want to bench 500 pounds. That's my goal. Cool. Great goal. What are you benching now? 195 pounds. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, that's a 405 pound difference. That's the top of the mountain. You're at level one. That's going to, and then building that plan for step one. Mm -hmm. So step one is hundred pounds, 105, 110, not 500 pounds on the bar and then ripping my back. Skipping steps. Skipping steps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've seen a lot of people skip steps and it just ends up in frustration, chaos, overwhelm. Yes. Awesome. If anybody's interested in going through this process of our fulfillment audit, of doing a time audit, of really allowing yourself to have the clarity on where you want to be in your business and what that first step is for you. This is what Joe, Joe and I do with our coaching. Uh, we would love to align with you. Reach out. Find us on Instagram. Um, you can find contact information below in the show notes uh, for this podcast. And our goal is just to create happier, healthier, wealthier people. Like exactly. that is our ultimate goal. Happy, healthy, wealthy are the core three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything else for us today before we wrap up? Oh, for everyone out there, you know what? It's, it's, these are interesting times, you know, and we have uh, some, some tremendous, you know, conversations with our clients right now. And 
Um, I think now more than ever is just a really good time to reflect and really figure out where you are and where you want to be. And, and there's nothing wrong with changing that. Like, like our, our goals change all the time. And if you're not auditing, like, I guess the big thing is just get used to just asking yourself better questions. So, so for those of you that, that, that may be overwhelmed by this, just start with weekly. You know, like every Sunday, ask yourself, what would it take for me to say I won this week? If that's too much for you, start with the day. Yeah. So when you wake up tomorrow, say, what would it take for me to win the day? Start with that because that's an audit. Yeah. And it starts telling your brain, like, I don't know, I, I think it would, it would take happiness and it would take this and it would take that. Like, and then how do I get those things? Yeah. Um, start with just that. At the end of each week, reflect what, what, what worked really well. What did I love? Where did I lose? What lessons do I need to learn? And then you know what? Just start again next week. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the easiest way of doing that. Yeah. And there's something really powerful. You do that with me all the time. You're like, what would it take to win your day? And even though like, I know this, pro- it stops me dead. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, what would that take? And it, like what you said, it changes your mind and it gets you on a different thinking path. To me, it just changes the, it's, a, it's the habit shift of going from automatic going through your day to conscious now going, wait a second, what changes do I need to make to make this day better? But fun little exercise you guys can try with. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks Thank for being on so the much. show again. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. You freaking rock. I love our community. I would love for you to join me over on Instagram. It is my favorite platform to hang out in. And if we're not connected, just find me, sarah.fennel. And I would also love for you to take a screenshot of this episode that you're listening to here today and throw in your stories, tag me, let me know what resonated with you the most. It helps me create more content for you moving forward. And always remember that we are in this together.